Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Story number one, Endangered, written by Digital332006. I am Garl, one of the last few of my species. I write these thoughts so that others may learn them and understand my reasoning. My species was quite fortunate in some ways. We lived comparatively to other sentient beings long and full lives. I myself would be reaching 2,218 next year. Masters of our bodies, we could use immense strength and equipped with our forearms, apply that strength in many ways. Our shell protected us from most injuries and made us walking tanks, as my human friends like to joke. We have our weaknesses or downsides, chief amongst them being our low reproductive cycle. At our apogee, we counted some seven million of our kind in the universe. As of this writing, surely less than ten thousand remain. My human friends have tried to defend us, but to no avail. This enemy is stronger than them, more cunning and devious. It strikes from the shadow and eludes their grasp. Diplomacy has failed, and violence has only managed to stem the losses temporarily. The humans have built large domes where they have recreated the habitats of our homeworld for our relocation. They stand guard outside, with the fleets protecting us. My child is one of those living in such a habitat. Many see them as nothing more than cages, however, and opt to live free. No matter the risks, some get kidnapped right off the streets into unmarked vehicles. Others are abducted while in transit to other worlds. More species have perished thus far or have had low populations that can only be considered endangered. The humans are doing what they can, but even if the enemy were defeated today, it would take generations to recover what was lost. It is the duality of humans that makes them so interesting. For every great act of compassion, another human may commit an act of such wanton cruelty as to make a soul cry. Indeed, they cannot fight their nature. Their hunger, it drives them. Unlike other species, it is always present. Humans always look for and think of their next meal, sometimes planning a days in advance. Even skipping meals for a few hours easily changes their mood, becoming easily irritated. It appears I may have misled you, dear reader. Perhaps I unconsciously did not want you to judge the humans too harshly. They are my friends, after all. Well, some of them. Let me elaborate. Other species also eat. One must eat to survive. The difference is in the act and the mental side of it. I subsist on sap and the great tree, as do most others of my species. 
I consume the sap before resting for the day. It is a trivial action born of necessity. The Dalan, for example, gorge themselves once every three months, consuming their weight in plant matter. Humans, though, are the only ones who eat for pleasure. It is a fringe element of the human species that treats us like cattle. Raiders and criminals take our kind back to their homeworld to serve as exotic meals. The prices that wealthy humans pay for these delicacies are astronomical, enough to make an average human wealthy beyond measure. There are also other outlandish claims that eating a darlin prevents cancer, Numshian skin ground into powder, granting great strength, and a myriad of other superstitious nonsense. The reasonable humans make laws and try to bring the law to the criminal humans. Obviously, too many this feels like an orchestrator to deflect blame. One such species, the Banthi, advocated for war, sending its fleet against the humans for what the humans lacked technologically. They made up for numbers. With a total population of 23 billion on four worlds, they are 98% of the galaxy's sapient population. Like a devouring swarm, they swept away the Banthi until none fought any longer. It was with reluctance that they did so, however. As much as they understood why war was waged against them, they could not lie down and take it. I believe they should cover most of it, as I await my fate in this refrigerator, as the humans call it. I think of my child. It was a hard decision, but I believe it to be logical. Instead of living out my days in a cage or getting eventually captured, I have willingly sold myself. I will be boiled alive, apparently, as the taste of my meat is best preserved that way. Then my shell will be cracked and I will be served. What better way to deprive the raiders of their smiles? The wealth I receive from the sale of myself will go towards creating a fund to protect my species. The humans have talked much about helping conserve what is left of the galaxy's species and have enacted laws to create funds for this. However, after talking with some of my human friends and reading a bit of their history, such projects tend to not live longer than a generation. How soon the Indian reservations contracts were changed or funding cut from wildlife preservations with the dawn of a new government. We must take the matter into our own hands. Now that I've had time to reflect, perhaps I should amend our species' weakness to include delicious. It was what spelt our demise, after all. End of story. Story number two. Unforgiving. Written by It Was Then That. Extinction level event, the virologists called it. A pandemic that spread through the world's population silently, without symptoms or death, until all but the most isolated have become carriers of a virus written specifically for us. It struck in one orchestrated wave that brought our lives to a halt and our civilization to its knees in a single day. Virologists believe that the virus lay dormant for the last three months, maximizing the infection rate before striking us down. It was supposed to end us, but we, as a species, refused to die. We endured. Many did die, 
almost half our population. The most at risk, the elderly, the sick, and our children. No child under ten years of age survived. In the ensuing chaos, many more, young and old, died through desperation and greed. Borders were eroded, and the idea of countries became null and void as governments collapsed and the rule of law disappeared. Some regions of the world were harder hit than others, and their peoples and cultures faded into dust. Militaries that most remained took over. They established farmland bases and collected the useful from amongst the local populations and, in time, became city-states that reintroduced a form of society. Communication between city-states around the world using worn but functional satellites enabled a form of global alliance a shadow of that which had once existed. The idea of sovereign countries was reintroduced, but there were hundreds now. Distrust was high. No one knew who had released the virus, but it seemed obvious that it had been manufactured. Tensions ran hot in those first fifty years as each country vied to get back to the levels of technology known before the pandemic as fast as possible to ensure their survival against every other country. Border standoffs and clashes became more regular, but so did trade where possible. Whether we could have lasted in that state, I do not know. It seemed obvious that another pandemic or someone deploying nukes would be the end of us. Their mistake was coming to finish the job. We might have torn ourselves apart if they had left us alone, but who can understand the alien mind? Like the virus they sent against us, they came in one enormous, crushing wave. Ships tearing through the atmosphere, setting fire to the sky, and sending waves of sound crashing into the ground. Our cities, those parts above ground, were destroyed, and our populations once again decimated. They drove us into hiding, fighting a guerrilla war on our own turf with no moral or ethical reason to hold back. They united us. Satellites gone, we communicated through shortwave. Broadcast stations always on the move so as to not reveal the population centers they remained. Though they still found them and put them to flame. Radio broadcasts of unity and shared hatred of the invaders kept hope going where it should have long perished. Our numbers fell. At first, they stayed up and high, strafing the land from the ships. Cowards and tacticians, both. Little could touch them, but we found patterns in their movements. And in the early days, when we still had missile batteries, we managed to take down a handful. Eventually, they landed. No doubt thinking us all but gone. Their scan showing no large human groups anymore. Those few of us that remained hid and waited as they began to unload their colonists and take our home from us. Deep underground, in our last bastions, we collected the data that we could collect on the large, ugly bastards who had stolen our world. Raiding parties returned with tech while scouts observed their cities from afar, giving us insight into the structures and their society. We were alone now. All communities cut off from one another, with no way to know if we were the last survivors. We didn't care. All we wanted was to inflict an end upon our enemy. 
The breakthrough came when we finally understood their tech. Our revenge came when we armed ourselves with their weapons and clothed ourselves in their armor. We upgraded infantry spec until each of us was a tank. There was no more than a thousand capable of fighting, but it was more than enough with desperation and fire in our souls. We prepared, we planned for years down to the last detail. And we attacked. No mercy was shown. We killed their old, their young, leveled a city before they knew what was happening. They fought back and they died. We interfaced with their ships and sent them on suicide runs, flying headlong into other craft until they exploded in the skies. We frightened them with our lust for their deaths, a mirror of what was done to us. They pulled back after the first fight, our first winner. No doubt strategizing for the new threat. We used that time to infiltrate their systems, to commandeer every vehicle we could find, and before they were ready, we came for them. Hell rained from the skies and hell rained on the ground as we came for them. City after city, falling in rivers of fell grey blood. As each conquest came, we found more of our brethren. Our people crawling out from the cracks to don our suits of war and take up the fight. On every continent we found survivors, and in each of them we felt the rage and gave it release. Five years we fought, until none of them were left. Five years of devastation that ravaged our world, saw our rainforest burned and species gone, never to return. We left a rear guard of 10,000 fighters and their families, left them to pick up the pieces and protect our world, to regrow the earth. The rest of us, 100,000 strong, we went into the ink sky and pointed our ships at the enemy. We had star maps of their worlds, and we had a hatred that would not die. We went to the stars. We went... And we burned. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.